Hey, architecture firm owners and emerging leaders, get ready for unparalleled insight into the development of a world-class architecture firm and a worldwide organization driving the digital transformation of the design and construction industry with Build Smart, the podcast that's changing how our profession operates. We share the incredible stories behind innovation in the building industry with my friend and co-host, Patrick McLaney, FAIA, former CEO of the international architecture firm, HOK. You know, Yamasaki's office or firm lasted during his lifetime. And when he passed away, I think that was the end of the Yamasaki office. Helmut did not want that. He wanted a firm that would live out and grow beyond the founders. In season one, discover the untold stories behind HOK's meteoric rise, from 150 employees in St. Louis to a powerhouse with over 1,900 staff members and 27 offices worldwide. You know, they weren't as polite as the Kojima people. That was just boom. And anytime you have a creditor, whether it's Kojima or the bank, that wants their money, unless you can raise money someplace else, you are out of business. Bankrupt. Bankrupt. And hold on tight for season two, where Patrick takes us on a new adventure as chairman of Building Smart International, shaping the future of digital transformation in the design, construction, and operation of built assets. Ian Howell, Ken Harold, and I, Ken was my technical representative from HOK. The three of us took a tour of Europe of five cities in five days. Very busy time. Simply follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Build Smart Now and uncover lessons that will transform you and your architecture firm. ARCHICAD is the official BIM software of the Entree Architect community. ARCHICAD BIM software enables design, collaboration, visualization, and project delivery no matter the project size or complexity. With flexible licensing options and a dedicated support team to guide us along the way, ARCHICAD is an ideal choice for firms and projects of any size. I encourage you to reach out and talk to the folks at Graphisoft by visiting our own dedicated webpage at graphisoft.com slash US slash Entree Architect. There's even an exclusive special offer waiting for our Entree Architect community. Go now to graphisoft.com slash US slash Entree Architect and see how Graphisoft is positioned to help make your architecture firm a success. That's graphisoft.com slash US slash Entree Architect. My name is Mark Arlapage, and you are listening to Entree Architect Podcast, where each week I speak with inspiring, passionate people who share their knowledge and expertise all to help you build a better business as a small firm entrepreneur architect. Nitin Govala, welcome to Entree Architect Podcast. Thank you, Mark. Thanks for having me here. I think we are on different parts of the globe now. Yours is a night time, mine is a morning time. So great to be here. Yeah, where where are you right now? I am now in Tokyo. I just arrived uh, beginning of this week. It's a trip which happened after three years now. And it's an important country and market for our business. So happy to be back in Japan. Yeah. All right. Great. Let me introduce you so people know who you are. Uh, Nitin Govala is an engineer and an entrepreneur and a meditation trainer 
and the Managing Director, Senior VP at Serge Ferrari, a leader in the flexible composite material sector. Uh, based in Singapore, his scope of operations covers territories across Asia Pacific, uh, Middle East and Africa. Uh, and and Nitin is also a heartfulness practitioner for almost 20 years and a certified trainer for 16 years. Um, and so I, I am fascinated by everything that you are doing, Nitin. So uh, I'm interested in having this conversation uh, about the work that you do, but but even more so, I'm very interested in heartfulness and learning more about what that is and how that might help me and, and help the, the community that, that is listening. So I'm looking forward to this conversation. Same here, Mark, and I'm more than happy to share whatever I can in this uh, short conversation which we'll have, and then I'm more than happy to receive requests or emails anyway directly if uh, people want to know more. So All right. That sounds good. Let's start with your origin story. Let's go back as far as you want to go back. Um, what inspired you to do what you do? And, and maybe um, when did you discover your passion for what you do? That's a good question. Um, so my origins, obviously, um, I'm, I'm an Indian. I was born in India. So my uh, a big part of my life, I would say, until, um, if I remember correctly, until early 2000, I've been um, in India, so I studied there, did my engineering, did also a management um, degree in India, um, then uh, started and uh, started working uh, in the um, building sector, but I would say paints, uh, which is connected to the building. So that was my first um, career move, moved also into dairy. Um, and that was the time end of 1990s and early 2000, where I felt that something is missing, a lot of things were changing in the global uh, world and in the economic situation across the world and in India. And I felt that um, I needed to kind of upgrade and update myself. That's where I felt the need to, to do an international MBA. And I decided to move to Paris uh, to do an MBA, full-time MBA at um, HEC Paris, um, a world-renowned uh, leader in um, global MBA um, education. Uh, so that was an amazing experience. And in fact, um, not many people know that um, uh, that was the first time ever I left India. In fact, you know, that was my first wow. ever overseas trip, if you may say so. And yeah. now in the last 22 uh, or 18, actually now it's uh, 2003, December, I left. I flew out from India. So it's now we're talking about nearly 19 years or um, and in, or it will become 20 I would have now traveled to more than 40 countries uh, across the world, you know, for business, more or less for business. So it's been an interesting story that way. So it was a big move um, at that point of time to leave your job and uh, and do a full time MBA. But it was well worth it because it gave me a real nice exposure. The MBA had a six months option of doing a professional project. So I did with a French company. Uh, which was very close to the uh, to the Alps or at the foothill of um, of the uh, tallest mountain Mont Blanc. Um, so I was there, uh, and then uh, they liked my work, so they offered me to start uh, full time. So I worked there for a couple of years, then moved to Asia and um, remained in the building sector. So I started with home automation sector, um, a French company which is world leader in home automation. So they provide automation systems for blinds, awnings gates, uh, doors and everything. Uh, and now they are integrated home uh, automation systems, then moved into um, roofing where I that was my first. Um, and so I've been in now Asia for the last 14 years also based out of Singapore. 
So I was earlier in roofing and for the last six plus or nearly seven years now with Search Ferrari, which is a world leader in composite materials. So we people call it a different name, sometimes tensile membranes, sometimes um, technical fabrics, if I may say so, both right. for interior and exterior applications. So if I talk about a big stadium or an airport, that's that's also what we do. If you talk about a nice building in the inside with nice blinds, beautiful awnings, uh, you know, acoustics fabrics, that's also we do. Fish farming um, uh, cages, or for that matter, the domes for the biogas or water storage tanks. So that also the company does. So we are um, across all market segments. And it's uh, here I handle uh, Asia Pacific anyway, as you mentioned, and Middle East and Africa. Plus, since last year or this year, I've been also handling two uh, global product uh, uh, divisions also because we identify four uh, uh, strategic product uh, markets as we've split our business and um, and managing that. So my journey mostly has been answering a question. Sorry, uh, I, I stretched it too far. Uh, has been in the building material and construction uh, uh, related um, industry. And I'm happy to be that mostly B2B but sometimes B to B to C also. Um, and the meditation journey, which is the second part you talked about, um, has been just um, started in India, accidentally, I would say. Uh, one of my sales guys, he, he was practicing this practice of meditation and his parents were trainers. So um, he used to talk to me a lot. And I always, whenever I meet him, still when, we, when I go to India and we meet in different uh, gatherings, I always say you are the best salesperson that you could actually convince me to start uh, this meditation. So it's been an interesting journey that way. And ever since and after a year or two, I also became a trainer, even though it was it's not like it's hierarchical that you become a trainer by default. So you need to it because trainers are volunteers in this practice. We don't charge for meditation. So we give our personal time to share with people so that to help them to start meditation. So it's a it's a time you're planning to give. You need to understand the practice well. You need to do it yourself and then be able and willing to give time so that people can um, benefit from it. So I became a trainer after just one or two years of um, uh, starting my meditation. I've been a trainer now nearly for 20 plus years. Use that also to share with people across the world because my work takes me there and we have practitioners uh, everywhere in the world. So I get a chance sometimes to meet them and uh, and sometimes now we do a lot of sessions for corporates. I've been doing that for many years now. Uh, COVID times were virtual. Earlier we used to do physically. So so yeah, that's been the journey. Both of things have been connected. I think the fact that I am on the road, or I would say on the air, in the air in that sense, uh, for nearly fifty percent of my time, actually meditation has helped me, uh, has kept me afloat, and you know just keep me in that balance which I need. Um, when you're working across uh, time zones, people, cultures, and everything, what's what's your role at Search Ferrari? Like, what what do you actually do on a day day to day basis? Yeah, so I am um, the way we've divided the world is in two parts. So I manage this part of the geography, which geographically is very big. Starting if you start from say Middle East and it goes the whole of Africa until North Asia, which is uh, uh, Japan, China, and to Oceania, Australia, New Zealand, and the Southeast Asia. So. Um, it's a general management role. Um, uh, we have under my area, we have territories which are headed by general managers for those countries and territories. So it's a total profit and loss general management role. Plus, we also have a manufacturing uh, location in Taiwan. Uh, I report directly to the CEO 
and the other part is the americas and europe which is handled by my uh, colleague uh, at the same time uh, as i said we have four strategic markets which we call as like solar protection which is related to blinds awnings both interior and exterior we have furniture and marine products so that's handled by my colleague the same guy who man manages the other geography i manage the bigger structures tensile structures outdoor um, you know stadiums airports facades and also um, modular the event tents the lodges in uh, when you go to safaris those kinds of um, ex exquisite uh, construction and tents and um, uh, villas so those kinds of products uh, and for like uh, truck tarpaulin uh, other protection biogas uh, all those things i manage that um, uh, in globally also so so there's that global footprint and then there's the regional footprint uh, which i uh, which i manage so obviously that also means that i need to travel a lot yeah yeah a lot of travel and and such a wide range of products yeah that that it is flexible composite materials which essentially is fabric right it's structural fabric or or composite fabric um but it's also it's it's everything from curtains to you know stadium roofs and so and it, it's it must be such a massive amount of information that you need to understand and be able to um, you know to be able to to communicate on well said actually mark because uh, it's true that um, when you look at it, it's very diverse very wide and part and a lot of it comes from the fact that search ferrari nearly invests um, 4% of its turnover every year in r&d and innovation that's a key element that's why we've been able to develop and work according different applications. The unique part which I learned because I'm one of the few in my company who don't come from the industry. Otherwise, I mean, this industry is in a way very small. What I noticed was that uh, we are the only transversal, I would say horizontally spread company across segments. And while it makes it interesting, but it also makes it challenging because yeah. in these verticals, we would have a very specific competitor or two who are only focused on that market segment. So, so it kind of makes it interesting, but also sometimes very challenging because while we are very diverse, so it helps because in certain countries, a lot of our business may come from one or two market segments. In other countries, it could be exactly the opposite in other two market segments. And in some countries, we may do business in, in all the market segments. So in a way, it keeps us helpless grow and, yeah. uh, and manage. But at the same time, sometimes you really find really have to dig deeper because there would be a competitor who's so much only existing because of that market segment that obviously they they would uh, not let that position go so so that's the challenging part but then that's what makes the job interesting and um, and um, and you know I, that's that's also the reason i enjoy because as you said you step into another country like in japan i am here it's a totally different market uh, we this would be the biggest one for us in the modular structure where we use um, fabrics for warehousing and extension of factories which you don't see in any other part of the world for various reasons so that makes it very unique i i mean this is a market segment which really does not even exist in other uh, parts of the world so so it's 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 a, it's a very unique one and um, and yes i mean it makes it interesting yeah it, it i i can imagine that it would be very interesting but probably also very stressful um, which is where the heartfulness and the mindfulness comes from, right? Or, or helps. Um, can you share a little bit about how meditation 
helps you on a daily basis with the work that you do? Absolutely. Um, I mean, I think the fact that, um, so first I'll just give a gist of what yeah. kind of meditation I do so that, uh, because yeah. there are now, it's a becoming a buzzword. A lot of people right. talk about it and there's always a very different understanding. So the heartfulness meditation, as the name goes, is meditation on the heart. Um, and, um, and so it's a quiet meditation. There's no chanting. There's no, uh, you know, uh, doing anything else. You just gently bring your, close your eyes, gently bring your attention to your heart and just meditate with a thought that the light or the source of light is inside your heart. So it's an initial thought. The, the idea is that you have to calm the mind and um, regulate the mind. So, uh, and that's the way I differentiate when I speak to people or explain. I always say that you don't concentrate to meditate, you meditate to concentrate. People make a mistake that they say, okay, I need something to focus on to meditate. But the moment you use the word focus or right. concentrate, you're using your mind. So how can you use the same tool which you want to calm, calm itself? So, so you need to, you know, look at it differently that you need to meditate on the most subtlest of things so that the results, the byproducts like concentration focus will automatically happen because when the mind is at rest, you're not going through this churning of thoughts. Automatically, the knowledge and the information exists inside you. It will just, you know, the, what does the word discovery mean? Discovery means something already existed. It's just that I was missing it to see it. So when the mind is at rest, it just comes to your mind. Sometimes I get the best of ideas, even though I'm not thinking about it, just when I'm meditating. So, so what meditation does is it calms the mind. So in that sense, I think... Um, you, you really don't need to try too hard, you know, just to say focus, you can just generally call on yourself. And if you're able to develop that capacity to connect with your inner self, S with a capital, uh, capital S actually. Uh, so uh, then it's easy for you to just, you know, tune in, uh, in that sense, or even disconnect to things uh, or disconnect from the things which are disturbing you. Because since you become so sensitive, you also know that this particular thing is bothering me, disturbing me. So yes. let's uh, disconnect that. And um, one of the things I'm always asked, okay, uh, how long you do? So normally I try to do 30, 45 minutes, one hour um, um, in the morning, uh, 15 to 20 minutes in the evening and a small one just before I sleep. And um, the question is, is, is always said, how as professionals, we can take out that much time, an hour or an hour and a half. Yeah. And I always answer them to say that for me, it's exactly opposite. The fact that I am doing meditation for that much time, I it means that I have more time at hand than the reverse way. So I don't look at it that I'm taking out time for it. I look at it, it's part of my life, like getting up in the morning, brushing your teeth, taking a shower. So, and in that sense, the fact that I do it, I feel I have more time at hand. Uh, so, but it's it's difficult to just listen and understand sometimes because people, once you practice it, then you realize it, uh, what I'm trying to say. But yes, um, initially, definitely one has to just, uh, you know, do it, do with conviction and believe that, yes, let me try to be regular. Let me try to see. And then uh, you will see the results for yourself. Right. And you don't have to do it for an hour and 45 minutes a day, right? You, you can do it for... Five, five minutes. Five minutes as to have a taster, 15 minutes also to have a taster. And I always say, okay, 
you know, start with 10, I mean, we start with at least 15 minutes and maybe say every day I will increase a minute. Yeah. You know, so over a period of time, you may just end up by the end of the month doing 30 minutes and you would not even realize. And actually you will see the difference when you do longer versus uh, lesser, because, you know, imagine we are doing meditation now. Now, if you're starting now, you'll take a few minutes to just settle your body, just settle right. your just start the process so the longer you're able to do it's better but okay just to say now sit down close your eyes sit for half an hour 45 minutes it would be difficult let people get a taste of it a flavor of it and then slowly slowly they can uh, keep on adding time and and just do it so you could do it the good thing is the beauty is you can do any time of the day it's better if you start with the morning uh, meditation but if you cannot for whatever reasons you're working night shifts you have other commitments then do it in the day whenever you have time you know and uh, and that helps you take through that we also have an element what we call as a kind of a cleaning where you, you that's a different kind of meditation also that's part of the system where you can remove the burdens of the day so that you don't carry forward them at night even at subconscious level and even the next day when you start so that way you're also able to have a good sleep you remove the burdens and then next day you start you start fresh again uh, with your meditation. So these kinds of things have helped me a lot. I, I do it in flights when I'm flying. Um, when I land a good meditation, you know, I have personally felt can compensate for me uh, even a sleep of equivalent to three to four hours, a good 45 minutes of meditation. I've seen that actually. So so that uh, that also helps me in that sense with the, with the work and the stress, which is always uh, comes with it. Let's take a quick break to say thank you to our sponsors for their support of this episode. This episode is brought to you by FreshBooks. There's a lot to love about being an entrepreneur architect, right? But trying to figure out our financials on our own is not one of those things. Luckily, we have FreshBooks, the all-in-one accounting solution that's built for business owners like us. FreshBooks takes all the not-so-fun parts of running a business from building and tracking invoices, to managing online payments, to organizing expenses, and automates them with features like the digital bills and a receipt scanner, saving you up to 11 hours a week in the process. It's also super easy to get up and running, and the award-winning FreshBooks support team, they are always available to answer any questions along the way. Compare that to some of the other financial management tools out there. Try FreshBooks for free for 30 days, no credit card required. Go to freshbooks.com slash architect to get started today. That's freshbooks.com slash architect. So what will you do with 11 more hours each week? This episode is brought to you by rcat.com. We all have that one story, that one project that had such a unique situation that it required a solution that you had rarely considered before. We share these stories in private professional circles with our friends and our colleagues, but there has never been a collection of these stories of conflict and triumph all in one place until now. Detailed is a podcast series that features architects, engineers, builders, and manufacturers who share their insights and expertise as they highlight some of the most complex, interesting, and oddball building conditions that they have ever encountered and the ingenuity it took to solve them. Join host Sharice Lakeside 
aka CSI Kraken, a senior specifications writer at RDH Building Science as she uncovers lessons learned to help you navigate similar challenges that may arise in your next project. Detailed, an original podcast by ArtCat. Listen and subscribe right now at ArtCat.com slash podcast. That's ArtCat.com slash podcast. A-R-C-A-T dot com slash podcast. Detailed, every building has a story. Please visit our sponsors today and thank them. Thank them for supporting you, the Entree Architect community. Could you be more specific about the results, right? So you do this practice, and that's another thing to, to understand. that This is a practice, right? You're not going to be good at it at first, yes. right? It's going to be complicated. Your mind is going to continue to spin and all these if this information is going to come in and out and you're going to have to practice letting that information go, right? It'll be there when you get back. Don't worry. So you just let it go. And, and, uh, and, and I, and my, my instinct is to say focus on your heart, but you're saying the word focus is not the right word. So what, what is, can you talk a little bit about the, the heart and, and the, and the intent of that? Yes. So as I mentioned, uh, the whole thing is to be to bring your attention to the subtlest thing. And if I use the word focus, uh, the focus should be on the most subtle thing. Now, non-material, if I may say so. If I say focus on nothing, people will get confused. So right, right. I have to close this to something like nothing. So, so we say, okay, the heart is the purest thing. It's the central part of any human being. And if you recall also, you know, whenever we identify people, we say, he or she is a good-hearted person, warm-hearted. Right. right. Heart becomes kind of a central to existence, not only because it's pumping blood and we are we are breathing and we are living, but also the way you know it integrates into the into the human being. So it's closest to the subtle. And the idea here is that just to when we say bring your attention, is to just kind of you know bring your attention from the mind to your heart and just rest there. And when I say the the element of source of light, it's also just to, I could have said, you know, bring your attention to nothing in your heart, but it's difficult to just to say an element of source of light to bring your attention and rest there. Now, again, we are not trying to see the color of light, whether it's white or yellow or whatever. It's just an initial thought and we rest there. And you're absolutely right. Thoughts will come, you know, yeah. and the idea should not, we should never start meditation with the idea that I want to stop thoughts. Because here the Newton's law works very strongly. The more you try to force to yes. stop, the more they come back strongly. You know, so that's what we say in meditation. Let thoughts come. Let them pass by as a movie reel, as yes. some unwanted guest where you are maybe organizing a party, somebody comes in, you did not invite, you don't pay attention. Same thing. So thoughts gain power when you pay attention to them. They are already there in the environment around us. If you don't pay attention to them, they are no, there's no power. So that thought dissipates. Same thing, the next one, third one. So the with the practice element, why that's important is over a period of time, you may say, oh, my last one week's meditation has been bad. You said I'll feel relaxed, but there were so many thoughts. But what you don't realize, you're tuning yourself. And maybe the eighth day when you do, you'll just feel that the half an hour passed as if it was only one minute and you did not even realize that half an hour has gone. So... There's that relativity concept also you really experience for yourself. Sometimes when you're so much lost in thoughts, you would feel, oh, it's 
already half an hour but when you see your watch it's only five minutes but it the reverse also happens that you becomes you gone so deep that you did not even realize when 45 minutes uh, happened and you you were just thinking oh it's only five minutes so so it works both ways and um, and that's that's the journey um, uh, it's not like a course when we say it's it's a journey so it's not like you do uh, one month and it's done you know and i mean there are practices like that but here it's like a journey you build on every day what you do so you it's a building block you build on every day and and that's the way and and once you get the flavor of it and start enjoying it then that's the last thing you would want to leave it because you are able right. to see the, uh, for yourself now the results would vary for each person uh to to see for himself or herself yeah so so what are some of the results that they may experience well first of all absolutely the mind getting real i mean in fact i would say even before that the first reaction I've always got most of the time, this is the first time I was not sleeping, but I could keep my eyes closed for 30 minutes. That's the <laughs> <Right>. first reaction. <laughs> because we only associate by uh, eyes closed while we are sleeping, very rarely for other things. So that's the first thing that I did not feel to need to open my eyes, even though I was not sleeping. Uh, but after that, uh, the immediate element that I could feel relaxed, calm, uh, I felt I had either less thoughts or mind. My mind was, you know, uh, not going from this to this. Uh, they they feel fresh. I would say fresh and light uh, when they come out of it, um, and they they this they, they are able to uh, see that they are able to carry it throughout the day. That um, they I mean they don't feel getting exhausted or mentally tired. Um, those are the things. Um, concentration, focus, productivity. I think. Those are things which come naturally because the moment you have clarity, a lot of things uh, automatically uh, fall. Uh, beyond there, there are many more things. People also, I suppose, uh, we've, we've heard people getting clarity of vision. A vision meaning that what they want to really do in their life. Mm -hmm. Even, you know, look, take a step back that, is this something I want to do, what I'm doing in my life? So those kinds of questions also come because these are things which... Um, um, which kind of when you are clear in your heart or you're, you know, I've been connected to your inner self, those kinds of questions uh, come. Those are the things you ask yourself. So these are things also which happen. But I don't talk about them earlier because, you know, everybody, again, as I said, journey is uh, different. Um, and uh, to, to remove the hustle bustle, I think even if you look at it a small way that, okay, um, I could be just at rest and peace. Then the second practice, which I talked about, what we call as cleaning, actually, that in a way helps them to remove the burdens immediately. So something is bothering you just now. We have a practice where we say, you know, do it for five minutes where you work on yourself. You say this thing is basically going away from the back of your uh, my body in the form of smoke or vapor. So suddenly mm -hmm. enough, you have a difficult conversation. You are too much agitated. Come back, sit in your chair. If you want to meditate, meditate. But it would be difficult because the mind is still churning. The other way is remove that trace because the, the thing has already happened. You cannot change it, but it has left a trace on your heart or an impression on your heart. Now, if you're able to remove that, at least the after effect of that is lighter. You don't you remove the reason for that agitation. And then when you come back to the same situation or with the same person, you're not burdening yourself with what happened and you're looking at it in a fresh way. So these are the things also 
you can immediately see the effects of that in professional, personal, or any kind of interactions. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I love all of it. Um, I have also, there's two other things that, that when I meditate that, that help me, um, is one that it's, it gives me an intentional break, right? That I'm so busy. I have so many things going on in my life. And when I, uh, have a practice of meditation and I come and go, right? I wish I would do it all the time. I think you're going to inspire me to start again. Um, but, but it gives me a, a break where I, I have it planned in my day that I'm going to stop and I'm going to do this meditation, right? And so it gives me that break that I'm looking for. Um, the other thing it does is it gives me a sense of accomplishment, right? When I set a goal to do this for a certain amount of time and I accomplish that, it gives me that sense of accomplishment, which leads to other goals, right? When you achieve one small little micro goal, those, th those goals sort of add up to other bigger goals. Um, and so by just doing a simple meditation once a day, uh, that could lead to achieving other goals as well, just from having that sense of accomplishment every day. Mark, if you permit, I'll steal both of your points, actually, as my uh, as my writing notes and everything. But absolutely, you said it's your me time. You really, that's your time, right. frankly. That's the, and this, that, and not, I mean, I would say no better well said than what you said as a sense of accomplishment, because when when I come out of meditation and I was a loss at at loss of words, in fact, but you you explained it beautifully because you feel you've done something, even though you've done yeah. nothing. Frankly, you know that's the that's, <laughs> right. that's yeah. the challenge here sometimes for people to understand that okay, you were sitting with your eyes closed, you were doing nothing, in fact, you know, and and then and there are we've had cases where people share okay when they do in their families maybe one person starts. Uh, the spouse does not start or other family members, they believe in something else. They say, what do you do? You just get up in the morning, sit for half an hour doing nothing, you know? So, so it's, 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 it's uh, from yeah. the perspective of every person, but actually it's true that uh, for yourself, yeah, one would have, I mean, we would have accomplished a lot. And, um, and that's what we see uh, in that sense, as we go along the day or the, or the following days, but it's absolutely true. I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. It's so, so interesting. Um, and I love bringing my heart into it. It is, it's not something that I've done in the past. I've, I've listened to my heartbeat in the past as sort of a, a focus. Um, I've always, you know, I've, I've focused mostly on my breath and sort of counting breaths. That's one of the techniques that I've learned. Um, but I love the idea of focusing on your heart, bringing your, your attention to your heart and, and seeing it as the source of light, right? That, and I could, you know, being creative people with big, you know, imaginations, that's not hard to do, right? To stop for a little while, turn everything off, let those, those thoughts come and go, right? They're going to come. So just, you know, walk them right out the back door, uh, and, and just focus on your heart and being the source of light. I like, I love that. Uh, and I'm going to definitely, you know, add that to my practice and I'm going to start again. I, you have inspired me and I'm going to, to start again. Cause I remember it was probably a year ago that I stopped. Um, but I, I did it for several years and, and, uh, I will, I want that feeling back. So I'm going to start again. I'm happy to propose you. I mean, we are miles away from each other, but you know, we can do it, um, even remotely. So whenever you have time or wish we could even do a 20 minute virtual session. I mean, last two, three years we've been doing like that later, I can connect you to the heartfulness trainers anywhere in your town. And you can actually take a face-to-face -face session, which normally is 30 minutes. 
um and um and yeah i mean the whole idea is basically to disconnect the mind to not yeah. use the mind in the meditation process that's where really you will be able to regulate and uh, and calm your mind yeah yeah very very interesting um before we wrap up nitin i'd like to ask you the one question that i ask everybody and this could be you know any any answer that you want what's one thing that a small firm architect can do today to build a better business for tomorrow well i'll answer it in i'll give two answers one on the kind of the business side uh, where um, on the business side because we also talk to a, a lot of to the architects when we talk about our products and working on it that um, never hesitate to experiment uh, you know and uh, and uh, dream big uh, because um, i know that sometimes part of the things are go- lost that their uh, their imagination nobody is able to convert into reality you know and and they come with with crazy ideas good ideas and um, and um, in fact just as a small point we 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 uh, the one of the things which i pushed for in our company and finally we did so we hired one person who who's kind of a designer with a lot of technical knowledge whose job is now that okay at the initial stages when architects are still working on concepts a small firm or a big firm sometimes what they lack is um, supporting coming from outside where they somebody can transform their imagination which is still in a thought to something in reality and uh, knowing that that's a business which is related to outside structures mainly um um i was really pushing on that concept in our company so it took time for them to understand finally we hired somebody this year and um so that is something why why i bring that point is that don't hesitate to ask for people or companies or you know uh, the company representatives whether it's search for are you anyone who's who's uh, working in different categories to to help you convert that imagination you may have into reality because not everything is impossible i mean i would say many things are possible and let's not lose that that spark of innovation or creativity uh, because you're not able to get an answer try to get an answer i'm sure they will find it so never lose hope and try to work on that and the best of ideas and structures we've seen now sometimes come from small firms much more than the than than the bigger firms so that is something i would definitely want to uh, say uh, on the other side yes i think it's 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 um, it's stressful um, i mean no job is easy i would say and with the deadlines with the pressures of now cost also the element of uh, sustainability and environment and everything so there's always uh, do try to ensure that all your employees or whatever are and we just spoke about that actually in that we laid the right base in that sense that meditation will even lead to more opening up of creative creative juices or senses within your own uh, body because when the mind is clear when the mind is rest there's no churning i mean it's like water when there are no waves i mean or um, in a in a lake um, you just the crystal clear water you can even see the smallest of plant or a stone on the on the bed of that uh, pond or lake is the same thing so uh, it things exist everybody is creative it's just that we are so much um, uh, doing so many things our mind is at work so many times that we are not able to see it clearly so it already exists and possibly this element can connect to the first point that the creative uh, elements are known and come out most most strongly because you're able to see things much clearly also his name is nitin govala uh, you can learn more about search ferrari at their website searchferrari.com i highly recommend that you go there 
and see what can be accomplished with composite 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 materials or um, or technical fabrics if you may say so right. yeah. fabrics is what comes to mind for me but i know it's 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 but it's amazing what can be done with that material and so um and it's a it's a, the diversity of what can be done is is really interesting so search ferrari.com uh nitin is available uh on linkedin and facebook you could just search his name we'll have links to both LinkedIn and uh, Facebook to Nitin directly. Um, if you want to reach out to him directly by email, if it's about the architecture side, the material side, Serge Ferrari, um, the email is nitin.govala at sergeferrari.com. And if you want to talk to him personally about meditation and heartfulness, uh, nitingovala at gmail.com, no dot on the, on the Gmail and yes a dot on the Serge Ferrari. We'll have links to that in the show notes as well. Just go to the show notes. We'll have links to all of that stuff. Uh, Nitin, thank you. I appreciate you for, for coming by here. This is a, a rare uh, evening recording for me. Um, and uh, I appreciate you have a, you're, you've, you're up early in the morning for me. And uh, it, it has been an inspiring conversation. And I think you may have uh, triggered me to, to start meditating again. And I, and I appreciate that. And, thank you for sharing that with my community because i think um having that knowledge and that encouragement to try meditation with such a simple way of doing it um i think you may uh change lots of people's lives today appreciate you thank you mark thanks a lot uh, for your kind words and having me here yes i mean i really enjoyed it um if i can even kind of i would influence is the wrong word actually but kind of nudge you in that direction that you can restart your meditation i'm more than happy to uh, you know to to uh, you know uh, to share that and uh, and learn about that uh, that it can help you in that direction and uh, happy to even uh, connect more to to take forward if you want to discover a new type of meditation uh, uh, in your journey all right thank you i appreciate you thanks mark If you liked this episode of Entree Architect Podcast, please share a rating, write a review, share a link with a friend. That's how Entree Architect has grown to serve thousands of architects just like you. Please share a rating, write a review, share a link to this episode with a friend. I'd appreciate it. Links to all our sponsors and all the resources we discussed today are available at the show notes for this episode found at entrearchitect.com slash podcast. Entree Architect is a member of the Gable Media Podcast Network. It's the network dedicated to architects, engineers, and construction pros. Listen and subscribe to all the shows at Gable Media at gablemedia.com. That's G-A-B-L media.com. Go check it out. We have, I think, 13 podcasts over there now. Gablemedia.com. And before we wrap up, a special thank you to our partners at Graphisoft for helping our community of architects make the transition to BIM with ARCHICAD software. Go now to graphisoft.com slash US slash EntreeArchitect and see how Graphisoft is positioning to help make your architecture firm a success. Visit graphisoft.com slash US slash EntreeArchitect to learn more. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Entree Architect Podcast. My name is Mark Arlapage. Love, learn, and go share what you know.
I've mentioned it to my family, but in terms of telling people like, oh yeah, we're doing this, I'm looking for projects. You got anything? Yeah. I'm, I'm not there yet because it scares the out of me. Dreaming of launching your own architecture firm? Well, well, buckle up for a wild ride with Emerging, the podcast that shares what it's really like to start an architecture firm. Where do we begin? We don't even know what type of business to formalize as. Is it an LLC? Is it an LLP? Like, how are taxes? I mean, the list is astronomical. Season one featured founders Jeffrey, Lexi, and Chris, owners of Level Studio Architecture, are your fearless guides on this unfiltered journey from napkin sketches to a thriving studio. One evening, stumbled into one last dive, we sat at the bar and pondered our postgraduate futures. Amidst the conversation, a napkin became the canvas for our aspirations, sketching plans and milestones, sealing our heartfelt commitment and shared dreams. In drawing down dreams on a napkin collectively, that (laughs) then, you know, in your head, you've rooted like, oh, I'm connected to these people, like long term. The process of starting an architecture practice brims with excitement and challenges, demanding meticulous planning, flawless execution, and unyielding resilience. I kind of hate the term because it's so overly used, but I think everybody knows imposter syndrome. And I think it's, it's so real to this day. I, I I don't know if it's with everybody, but with me, I'm always questioning like us, can we do this? Are we ready to do this? Are we prepared? Can we do it? Did we just decide a name? (laughs) We did it guys. One that came out of nowhere. It came out of nowhere. I liked it. I saw it. Ready to turn your aspirations into reality? Follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Emerging and chart your own path to architectural success. Calling all small firm architects. It's time to tap into your full potential with Entree Architects Context and Clarity, where inspiration meets innovation. Hey, it's Mark Arlapage, founder of Entree Architect, and I'm inviting you to join my two favorite co-hosts, Jeff Eccles and Katie Kangas, as they bring together authors, experts, and thought leaders for electric conversations with entrepreneur architects around the globe. It's not just a podcast. It's a community where dreams meet action. There is a simple equation there. And what for me, what that did, just doing that basic calculation was it allowed me to compare what I had actually saved in my retirement accounts to what I thought a possible projected annual spend might be. Artists are temperamental, so beautiful design is going to be a priority. When the job is done, we're going to actually need to live in the house, not live with the person who designed it. (laughs) So for me, the, the artistic skill, the architectural skill is most important. And so I would say like that would be 60% of it, if not more. Gain insights to build a successful practice. Subscribe, engage, and let's redefine your future together. Join the Context and Clarity community, where every conversation adds to your blueprint for success.